Welcome to ENN Radio, a weekly podcast bringing you the stories behind the headlines. I'm Mackenzie Wilkes. The town of Elon police report that gunshots were fired outside the Havad house on Truett Drive, damaging a vehicle. No injuries were reported. Christian Galvano is here to tell us about it. All right, Christian, can you give me a timeline of what happened at the Havad house? Yesterday. yesterday, around 6 p.m., there was a big group gathering at the Chabad house for Yom Kippur. Uh, it's the holiest day of the Jewish calendar, and they were celebrating a 24-hour fast that they were just about to end. But it was a 17-year-old who was babysitting somebody close by when she went outside and realized that her back window was broken by her trunk. Uh, at first, she realized, or first she thought that it was a rock or maybe somebody who threw something through her window, but it wasn't until she called the police and was talking to her mother about it when the police came and noticed that there was a bullet hole actually on the roof closer to the opposite end of the windshield when um, they put the pieces together to figure out that it was actually a shooting, that they attempted to shoot you know, a vehicle or that shoot outside a car moving past. Um, so... That was around 7 p.m. or so, and then two hours went by until John Dooley sent out a campus-wide email about it, and that's when our team ended up going over to Truett Drive and figuring out what was going on. And the police currently aren't investigating this as a hate crime. So the police are saying now that all options are on the table. They aren't ruling out that it is a hate crime, but they also are not saying that it is or it isn't one. The campus-wide email that John Dooley sent out today, not last night, uh, specifically said that the time and the place of this crime was extremely disturbing. And I think that really hits home with the place of, is there hate involved into this crime? Because it is coincidental that it was at Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur, and it was outside the Chabad house, but there is no motive currently that we know of, and we do not know the person. And... It's town police that's looking into this, not campus police. Yes, this is Elon Town Police, not University Police. University Police was made aware of the situation after the event happened, and they ended up kicking up their police presence. But no, it is not currently University Police investigating. It is town police. And so they have police stationed at different religious centers across campus now, right? Yes. So last night, after our team went over there on Truett Drive, by the way, Truett Drive is just around the bend um, by the intramural fields. It's the first right over there um, for anybody that uh, wants that in relation to campus, wants to know that in relation to campus, it's right there. Um, But yes, the university police have kicked up their police presence at that time because uh, Student Life asked them to kick it up just because uh, they want to take extra precautions, but they did say that there is no ongoing threat, as they know. And you spoke to the mother of the girl whose car was, um, the windows were shot through. Uh, What did she have to say? The mother told me that her daughter was very surprised. At first, she obviously didn't even know that it was gunshots, and the family is actually not even Jewish. But What really got me is she said that she was upset at the community. Elon's a really small town. It really, really focuses on inclusive community. And there's hate that may be connected into a crime that happened basically right down the street from her. Um, Her daughter was babysitting at the time. And all she did was just walk outside and look at her rear view 
uh, well, her trunk window, and, you know, she just saw a broken window. At first, she thought it was a misdemeanor of a rock going through it, but it actually was gunshots that may have been connected to a crime related to hate. So, at the end of the day, she did tell me that, you know, she's upset with the community, but she also told me that her daughter has no enemies. There's no real connection to her and, you know, what kind of motive that may have been attached to this. The town of Elon Police is encouraging people with information on the incident to call 336-584-1301. This story will continue to be updated on our website, elonnewsnetwork.com. The Inn at Elon is set to open January 6th. It's located between the Colonnades and Danley neighborhood, and Dr. Book gave an update to the progress of the Inn. Lauren Singles is here to tell us about it. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, a couple weekends ago during Family Weekend, uh, President Book gave her annual university update, um, outlining sort of the a couple of different things, including like the strategic plan. And within that, she talked about some new buildings we're going to have on campus, one of those major projects being the Inn at Elon. So her main point was that the mission of this inn and the thing that everyone who I've talked to has really pushed is that the purpose is to raise funds for scholarships for students. So all of the revenue besides operating expenses is going to go towards new student scholarships, or at least just adding to that pool of student scholarships, because currently part of the endowment of the university is geared towards that. I believe 5% is taken off and then um, they want to beat that 5% using the revenue from the inn. And so the inn is not being managed by the university, correct? That is correct. So the inn is going to be managed by a company called Charlestown Hotels. They manage some other collegiate market hotels as well for other schools or near other schools. But so Elon's not actually running the inn. It's on our campus. It'll be funding our scholarships, but the actual management company will be an outside third party. And that third party is Charlestown Hotel, you said? Yes, correct. And they just hired a new manager. Yes, they did. So the first major position to be filled by the inn is the general manager position. So Francine Boissonault was put in as general manager. She took her position on September 11th of this year. Um, And so she's going to be in charge of all sort of like the management, daily operations, handling staff members, handling financials. And it is the the first really big position that's been implemented. Mm -hmm. And so what's the structure of the hotel going to be like? So it's going to be 80 rooms, 10 of which are going to be suites, which will be larger and I assume most likely more expensive. And then the other 70 will be more standard size hotel rooms. Um, there's also going to be a conference room. So the what from what I've been told, people will be able to hold conferences there. You could hold events there. there there's going to be a dining facility. It's called The Mark. And the the idea is to create sort of this like luxury dining, luxury living experience on Elon's campus while funding student scholarships. Yes. So the the inn is targeting, it's saying marketed as this luxury kind of stay. Mm -hmm. And who's the intended guest for the the inn? So um, they're really looking to attract alumni of Elon to come back to the university. They're looking to attract families who may have students here. So during something like a family weekend or during a fall break or something, the families can stay here on campus. So it'll be more centrally located to where their students are. And then it's also geared towards prospective students and prospective families who are looking to apply to the university to give them a better experience of Elon's campus that goes above and beyond anything that like a tour or a couple days around the area could be. And you said you talked to who again? Um, so I talked to a couple people. I talked to Carrie Ryan, who's the director of auxiliary services. So the, 
because she does a lot with the inn. She's the point of contact between the university and Charlestown Hotels. Um, I also spoke with Dan Anderson, who's the vice president of university communications. And so he kind of gave me some insights about kind of how employment works at the hotel and who's kind of managing it. For example, I was talking with him about if students could work at the hotel and they can, but it's not like a work study. So that means that they aren't going to be getting a university paycheck. They would be getting their money from Charlestown. So it's not like a work study program. And then I tried to contact Francine Boissonault, who's the, again, the general manager. And I tried to contact Physical Plant to ask more about construction, both of which uh, declined to comment. All right. Thank you. Thanks for the update. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. City of Burlington residents are just one step closer to deciding whether or not they will have a new mayor. I have the story. Facing off on the ballot for mayor of the city of Burlington is incumbent Ian Baltudis and first-time candidate Joey Cook Sr. The two won the primary election on Tuesday, kicking Lisa Patrick out of the race. Baltudis led with 67.84% of the votes, with Cook coming in second with 19.99% of the votes. Cook was inspired to run for mayor because he was upset Baltudis didn't swear his oath of office on the Bible. Well, the big thing was the mayor, he didn't put his hand on the Bible. And I feel like uh, he's not really a Christian. And I want to get the Lord back into the city council. Baltudis says that he specifically chose not to take his oath of office on the Bible because he believes it allows him to be a better public servant. It's important to recognize what making a religious statement in that role could do to shut the door on people's creativity or their ability to participate in local government. Bautuda says that his goals, if elected for another term in office, would be to expand on programs that he already started. We've started to see the fruits of our labor in the expanded pedestrian improvements, the bus system expansion, greenways throughout the city, economic development project. The Elon Burlington Greenway is expected to be completed by December. Cook's main goal, if elected, would be to help the elderly in Burlington, but he thinks it's out of the city's hands. It's going to take um, Christians, you know, to go out and, and do this. Um, it's something that um, um, we all have to do on our own, you know. I don't think it's nothing that the city could could do, you know, for uh, maybe cut the taxes, you know, on senior citizens. The deadline to register to vote in the general election is today by 5 p.m. That's it for this week's episode of ENN Radio. Subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and we're not in your feed. Visit our website, elonnewsnetwork.com, and follow us on social media at Elon News Network. 